episode 573 comes to you live on the 30th of September 2022 at a special start time of 6 p.m. IST. Now let's take a look at a few things which may go on to become controversial or as always the pseudo experts may see it as something which may be detrimental to future situations now the game one of the india south africa tournament was not what was expected out of the match it was expected that as was the case in the india australia tournament it would be a simple case of one of the team scoring 180 plus 200 and the other team chasing it down thus making it a thrilling match but what eventually happened it made all the pseudo experts grumble tonians it made all the pseudo experts grumble tonians what does it mean it meant that the ball was swinging if we have to believe those words the ball was swinging the batters were not able to adjust to that kind of environment and south africa were bowled out for just around 100 runs but neither did the indian team have a positive start they lost their marquee batters they lost their hall of famers in rohit and kohli which meant that they were two for 17 before they were rescued once again by the new baby face of the team that is suryakumar yadav as i said rishabh pant may have been displaced by suryakumar yadav as the baby face of the team as the face of the team because every time this batter comes he scores some runs so whether it the ball was swinging turning bouncing whatever he was facing 150 plus bowlers he made sure that along with rahul who was now the heel turn of the team they made sure that they had a good partnership and they chased down the score of 107 with over 20 balls to spare but what did it mean for the future matches will we have a similar situation in sunday's match where whichever team wins the toss will say let's bowl first let's exploit the condition the ball will swing there will be some movement for the faster bowlers and you may see south africa win the toss bowl india out for between 100 120 and then south africa will chase that score with ease or you may see india score around 190 and yet south africa will chase that score with ease or the other way around india wins the toss and as is the norm blindly as is the expected norm from a 20 over match you don't expect a team to be bowled out for 120 over match it has happened before maybe but right now with the world cup around the corner you don't want such things to happen so who knows what will happen in game 2 all scenarios are possible but the new baby face of the team that is sky will make sure that he lives up to his moniker or lives up to the name given to him and performs and continues to perform and makes sure that when the main event comes the five games in the world cup 
India instead of being 3-2 and in danger of being knocked out as it happened last time. Though I think that last time was just one of those days which happened. You cannot control those things. It was one of those evenings or two of those evenings against New Zealand and our neighboring country that things did not go according to plan. But things may go according to plan in this tournament where once again, as I said a few months ago, the International Cricket Council knew that if the first game is against a neighboring country, they would have a full house and even if other matches have half capacity crowd for the remaining matches, they may earn more than they would expect from an India neighboring country game than in any other match. So expect as always a full house with a capacity close to 100,000. then they will be under pressure to win the remaining four matches. Whichever team wins, all they have to do is win three out of five games and they are comfortably placed in the semi-finals. So yes, for both the teams, a deliberate choice to put both the at the league stage, you could have them in the semi-final stage, in the knockout stage. That would have made more sense. But rain may play a huge role in this particular tournament as I have said. So right now, I do not know if it will rain. We know as the tournament comes closer. So let's not look at rain as an excuse when it comes to this particular tournament. But let's get back to how the India-South Africa tournament will fare. Game one is done, whatever happened, happened. But the major news coming out of this was that Bumrah once again tweaked his back enough to miss out on this tournament. And he's been sent to the performance center to be assessed by the physios and doctors and whoever. And now the speculation is, will he recover in time to be playing for the World Cup? We already have one marquee player out because of injury and another one finds himself out again after recovering from injury and playing a couple of games. So I don't know how that panned out and as always, it's easy to say that the Injury management of the Indian cricket board wasn't enough. They cleared him too soon. He came and played too soon for anyone's liking. Well, that's the decision of the concerned authorities. If they felt that he was fit, they gave him a chance. If he injured his back again, well, that's something you cannot predict. So if he misses out on this tournament, will it make a difference? No, there are 
plenty of individuals who are ready to take the mantle. Why are we focusing on him? And why are we creating this environment that without this particular player, we cannot win the tournament? I don't think that's the case. But the question is, is Bumrah going Zaheer Khan way, who also missed out on so many tournaments, plagued by injuries, and if there's, if you have been paying attention to my previous episodes, I did say that the Indian T20 domestic competition or the Indian PESA league, which only cares about money and not about the health of its players, I said that it's imperative that the managers and whoever owns the team or whatever terminology you may want to use, they don't care about the player's health. They only care about the money. So they will play an individual who could be limping on one leg and tell him to play. Because if you play, we will have full house. If we have full house, we will have ticket sales. If we have ticket sales, then there will be sponsors. If we have sponsors, we'll have our treasury would be full. And that will allow us to recruit more players. So that's it. The Indian T20 League has to take the blame for injuries. Whatever injuries have come up so far, the Indian T20 League organizers have to do it, but they won't. That's the reality of the situation. They won't. I don't think the team for which Bumrah plays, they even care that he's injured. If this was that tournament, he would have never been ruled out. He would be traveling with the team. They would be making sure that he is at half capacity and he is playing. Even if he is not at full tilt, they would force him to play even at 75%. And that's why players get injured so easily. That's why so many players have missed out for 5-6 months. Because they are forced to play in that tournament at half capacity. Because... They are under pressure, they might lose paycheck, they might lose sponsorship and so many other things. So that, so that thing occupies their mind, that thing has rented a space in their mind. But no one is going to squarely do that. No pseudo expert, no PPED media will say directly that the Indian T20 domestic competition has a role to play in players playing at half capacity and finally breaking down when it comes to playing for actual tournaments. So I don't know how will the whole Bumrah situation pan out. Recovery in time looks impossible. There are enough players to replace him. Without him, is it difficult? Well, it's always difficult when an important player in the team is not able to be part of the team, but then there are enough players. Yes, he is the only one bowling at 140 plus, but in 140, alone is not going to help you win the tournament. But enough on this discussion, let's discuss Game 2. So how will Game 2 pan out? Well, as I said, there could be a lot of scenarios. Whichever team wins the toss will want to bowl first. We could see a situation in which once again a team has bowled out for 100 or it may not happen depending on how things pan out. Whichever team is batting first may get to 190, but that may not be enough because the bowling team 
which later on becomes a chasing team. They know that 190 we can chase down easily and then they don't have good ballers in the last five overs. Ballers have struggled and that's how they're going to look at this. So whichever team wins a toss, they'll say we'll bat first. I can tell you it has reached an arrogant level. I don't think, I don't think at this point anyone cares. They just want to make sure that bowling first becomes a norm. Will that happen in the World Cup? I can't predict. But still, if I were to add my three cents to it, not two cents, but some three cents to it, Australian grounds are bigger and chasing may not be that easy. Indian grounds are of decent capacity in terms of crowd and in terms of size of the ground but Australian grounds are bigger. There is that feeling of colossalness to each ground. The way the grounds is designed, the way it's structured and the way things happen over there. So in Australia, I would go with the reverse situation. Win the toss, bowl first, 160, 170, 180 is good enough. We don't know. We haven't seen that. One can say that the sample size of teams defending scores in Australia is not enough to decide. But it doesn't matter. It's a World Cup tournament. Every time you won't see a team win by 10 wickets. That was one moment which happened. But that's not going to happen again. That I can tell you with surety. But then that's the beauty of this particular sport. We always have frivolous discussions like chase. It's easier to chase. You have a target in front of you. The bowling team will have to work harder to defend. And then you have moments like you just need moments like inside edge over the third man. You always see third man fine leg inside the circle. Every time this happens and it's seen as if the captains haven't learned from previous matches. Third man inside the circle and the outer ring is usually empty, one or two players there, inside edge or just a pull shot and it beats the inner wing, goes for a 6, goes for a 4, you may need 40 of 2 overs, you can get 20 of 20 each or 25 and 15. And I've seen this enough number of times and it feels as if the coaches, the captain and all the staff sitting in the locker room, they don't learn. And then there are so many restrictions. You can only have five fielders inside the circle. You can only have, you can't have fielders, three fielders here, or so many restrictions that then what do you do? The teams have defended scores. So score defending is not that difficult. Sometimes a yorker becomes a full toss, he gets an inside egg past the keeper, he gets a pulled shot past the keeper, he scoops it over fine leg, past the fine leg. The fine leg doesn't go for a catch. Which I, he goes over mid-on. He goes past the keeper inside the edge. All these things happen in the last 3-4 overs. You may need 40-45 from the last 3. And you can easily earn those runs. Because the chasing, chasing team knows that we only need one moment where such incidents can happen. And I've seen this so many times. That I don't even know what to say on this. The Fielding team captain is aware of this, the bowlers are aware of this and yet such moments just repeat itself 
they keep repeating themselves and it's difficult to say is there any solution to it are we coming to a place where defending is becoming a headache i don't think so it's not as if chasing is easy and defending is difficult or other way around it's about having a cerebral movement you can defend scores yes bumrah will be missed but then that but then before 2016 india managed without bumrah so they can manage without bumrah we can't be relying on one player that if bumrah is not there the chances of winning the tournament go down or he will or we don't have good enough death bowlers i don't i still don't understand the term what is death bowling or life bowling whatever it is i think we have good enough players 145 may not be the solution we need smart players sometimes slower deliveries all they need is just to go past the fielder and a boundary couple of flicks boundary full tosses no balls overthrows that's all you need when you are chasing and it happens every time the fielders are aware of it the captain is aware of it he knows he cannot have too many fielders outside he needs to have fielder inside then there is a question of over it which i have already talked about but let me clarify that thing again i think over rate is something which is looked at in a very myopic manner let's say that the team is behind but you cannot blame the bowling team wholly for their being behind in the over rate one or two whatever you have everyone has to take the blame the batting team often calls for change of equipments gloves they use towels to wipe their faces because it's humid so why don't we take that into account then sometimes the drs when the third umpire does his job it takes 3 to 4 minutes why don't we take that into account because that's external doesn't mean that the bowling team or the batting team should not take the drs because it takes 3 to 4 minutes that's not the solution sometimes the
and that's something that baffles me but there's nothing you can do about it so this discussion sometimes seems frivolous but back but enough on this overrated debate there's nothing anyone can do about it there are rules the umpires have simply no control over the situation so what can one do nothing if the bowling team suffers through restrictions in fielding in the last few overs they have to go for it the umpires will say yes you're short on time and sometimes it's almost as if why to feel bad for those particular individuals there's nothing one can do about it so let it be what will happen in game 2 as only two games remain before the team departs for australia there could be a wholesale change as far as the team is concerned you may see bumrah not being part of the team will it affect them well it might affect them i think it will affect everyone except me for me i think we can't rely on one player he is a good player but then if he is injured for whatever reasons if he is not fit or he was rushed into the these two tournaments that's on the team management that's on the governing body that's on their employers so whether they should take the blame for the same is something that should be left to the discretion of the individuals involved they must have taken a call that no we can make sure that bumrah is fit and he will be clear to play if something happens to his back it happens there is nothing you can do about it there's simply nothing anyone can do about it because that's the way the game is played but to say that without him chances of winning decrease i will not endorse that thing i will not endorse that that's something i'm not going to agree to at all there are enough players and then i can give a lot of examples you may see couple of marquee players from each team get injured at the last minute not play i won't give examples but you can find out for yourselves and there are enough replacements backups because it's as if saying that after federer there is no one to take tennis forward that's what everyone is saying i am not going to fall for that frivolous situation so let's not even go there so can things go without bumrah well before 2016 things were going well after 2016 he came in he did his job and one can talk about his bowling action well if that's the case then there are a lot of bowling actions which are not perfect there are a lot of batting stances which are not perfect the bat is always an important part of an athlete's fitness and i've seen players with even more strange bowling action so let's not get into the debate of whether his bowling action was not perfect or he was getting too straight or he was not bending his right arm it was always going to put pressure what could be the solution the solution is rather little extreme i don't think that will ever happen if i was bubra i would say enough of 20 overs i only focus on 50 overs and five day matches for the next couple of years i'll focus on these two 20 overs there are enough players 50 over world cup is an important milestone i have to win which i missed out in 2019 also the the 
five day world cup finals the way the tournament is scheduled india not playing enough of those matches so there's a danger of that not even reaching the finals this year but the way the tournament is scheduled and way the matches are scheduled every other team has played enough matches to garner those points but india find itself in a situation where they have not got enough points and the indian cricket board doesn't think that that tournament is important enough so i don't know how will that pan out there's not enough time even for that tournament 6 7 months later we'll see that tournament happening the finals of the five day tournament and right now who knows you might see sri lanka and our neighboring country in the finals because the way the matches are scheduled there are not enough five day matches for india to even get points forget be in the finals if you don't play and if you are behind then you can't go ahead if you don't play so i don't know how they are scheduling it how things are going to happen and how complicated this point system is it was anyways complicated but that's for a further discussion what happens on sunday's game as i said all results are possible team scores 190 the other team chased it team scores 190 the batting team defends it so not easy to say what will happen without bumrah they will have to do it they have done it before they can do it if he is not available there are enough players we can't just close this chapter by saying without him the chances of in the world cup are zero i am not going to fall for such frivolous discussions and you won't see me ever endorse this idea start time of 6 pm ist so stay tuned